Hello everyone, welcome to the 5 Minutes Podcast. Today I'd like to talk to you about anti-fragility. And I know this concept is not a concept that was created yesterday. Nassim Taleb published his book about anti-fragility about 10 years ago. So why it's so relevant and why I have the interest on recording this episode and next week's episode to talk about that? Because the use of the concept of anti-fragility is becoming so powerful to address the challenges we see today. Due to the volatility, due to the uncertainty, all the scenarios we are living in are requiring the concept and the use of anti-fragility. But let me explain to you what is that. It's not just a fancy concept. It's a very relevant term. But to explain, I need to start explaining to you what is fragility and what is fragile. When something is fragile, this, I would say, this glass or this company or this person is not able to resist a shock or a stress. So a shock or a stress makes that structure collapse. Perfect example is a glass, a wine glass. A wine glass is fragile because if it falls, if you, I would say, press and put a little bit of pressure, you will break it. And when it breaks, it's pretty much impossible for you to restore to the original position. This is fragile. We always think that the opposite of fragile is robust or sturdy. And we think, okay, if I don't want fragility... I need to have something that is strong enough to resist the stressor. So let's suppose a glass made with stainless steel. So if it falls, it will not collapse anymore. So it's able to resist the shock. So what is anti-fragility? Anti-fragility uses a concept that being robust, it's not the opposite of being fragile. Let's suppose that being fragile is equivalent to a minus one in a scale. Robust is not plus one. Robust is zero. Robust, you are just removing fragility, but you are not bringing any other benefit. It's only the ability to resist. So what is anti-fragile? Anti-fragile is something that improves, is a plus one, improves in presence of a stressor becomes better, becomes more powerful. And the best way also to explain this, it's through some examples. So let me give you the first one, dandelion, the plant. Dandelion is a very simple plant and it looks very fragile. And at the top, it has something like a cotton ball that you can just shake it and all these small cotton start flying away and landing in a different place. If you don't know what is inside that ball, you may think, oh, this is an extremely fragile flower or plant because it's very easy for you to just destroy it. But you are not destroying it because in every single piece that is start flying around, there is a new seed that will become a new dandelion. And this is why, for example, many countries, they consider the dandelion a plague because it's extremely hard for you to remove. Because when you start removing, if you shake, you are not only not removing, but you are improving and make it multiply. 
I love this. This is why, for example, the image I put to publish this podcast is a dandelion. The second example I want to give is the human muscles, our muscles. When you go to the gym to do weight lifting, what are you doing? You are doing something that is easy. No, what you are doing is to stress your muscles. You want them to feel the pain, the stiffness, everything. Because this will make your muscles to grow, to become more, I would say, strong, to make them better. For example, I don't know anyone that improved muscles by just doing nothing or by just slipping. So you need the presence of a stressor to improve your muscle. Another example I love also is the myth of the Hydra. The Hydra and Hercules, Hydra fight against Hercules, and the Hydra has a very unique anti-fragile capability. Every single time you chop the Hydra's head, two new heads are born from that head you just cut. So every time you do things thinking, okay, I'm killing the Hydra, you are not. You are just making the Hydra more and more powerful. Another example, life example, COVID, all the variants of COVID. This is a process that the virus is working dramatically to become more anti-fragile. It's these mutations are to make them, I would say, spread easier or contaminate better, you know, on their perspective. And this is anti-fragility. And last but not least, the human, us, we are a perfect example because we are quite weak if we compare ourselves with the other animals. Like if you see a lion or an elephant, they are, they are gigantic comparing with us. So how we were able to dominate all of them? It's because over time we faced so many stresses and we improved through these mutations and adaptations. A cognitive ability, intelligence, that became a massive advantage if we compare with these other animals. And this is why we were able to dominate all of them. So this is a perfect example of anti-fragility. And just to wrap up this podcast, so which are the three main characteristics of something that is anti-fragile? So for example, let's suppose you want to create an anti-fragile career for yourself. What is the characteristics of this? First, presence of a stressor. Every structure that is anti-fragile needs a stressor. Second, high capability to adapt. And third, high capability to learn. So you learn, you adapt, and you need a stressor. This is why, for example, the muscles, this is why the dandelion, this is why the COVID, because COVID is only doing this because there is a fight inside your body against the COVID. So the COVID needs to adapt, to learn, and this is what makes the COVID, for example, the news variants, I would say more dangerous, they are able to contaminate more, etc. So this is why it's so important for us. So what I would do next week, next week, I will explain to you what Nacinta Lab suggests to all of us, companies and people, what is the process for us to become more anti-fragile? How do we manage this stressor? How we improve our adaptability and our learning capability? But this is a topic I will discuss next week in another 5 Minutes podcast. See you.